the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. It's all I want. She's blonde, five foot two. It's all I need, yeah. And one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. This is my America. Welcome to Hour 2 of tonight's Andrea K. Show on this Friday Eve. Thank Jesus. Yes, indeed. You know what? I, I, I was sitting here thinking about uh, Queen Elizabeth died today. And I was thinking about um, the ins- the insufferable sus- suck- suckies, su- uh, the the Duke and Duchess, darling. Um, isn't, it glor- isn't it glorious that uh, the Queen herself... Even in her death, managed to upstate, upstage the ever insufferable Meghan Markle. You know how insufferable they are, these two? That he was over in the UK today. He had been over there doing some, some type of, uh, they, he and uh, Meghan had been over there doing some type of, of tour. Lord knows what, because nobody's interested in them over there. But it, but nevertheless, they were there, and yet he was still late. So late that she had already passed away by the time he got there. Of course, Miss Megan wasn't in tow. Who knows? Maybe they had a row. Isn't that, isn't that what the Brits call it, Dolly? They call it a row. Maybe they had a row. And um, who knows what was going on between those two. And so he showed up too late. But even, even in her death... She still upstaged the sus sus suckets. What are they sus? What's sus sus? <laughs> like I legit don't know their their royal name. And if they hate the royals, Sussex. Okay, and Sussex. Oh, and if they hate the royals so bad, why are they still using the title? Right. Get over yourself. You don't like it? Give it up. Right. Um. Isn't it interesting that she passed away on Star Trek Day? Do you think that's interesting at all? Yeah, there's got to be a tie in there somewhere. What I think is interesting is that there was a time where it being Star Trek Day would be a bigger deal, right? There used to be all these conventions, all these Trekkies showing up everywhere, and you don't really hear about it. How come Star Trek has kind of lost its Yeah, it its really thing? hasn't. Uh, I think I think COVID kind of, you know, made it not mm-hmm. as big or not as noticeable, but you're still seeing conventions out there. There's just not quite the mm-hmm. uh, people aren't a lot of people still aren't ready to go back to those large gatherings. Okay, so people are still. So I guess they're just wearing their little their little Trekkie costumes to the grocery store. <laughs> they gotta wear it sometime. <laughs> hey, me and Cammie for uh, Halloween last year dressed up as Starfleet officers. Well, I one year went to a Halloween party dressed as Queen Elizabeth. 
It was super easy. Found a little gray, like little curly wig, a hat, a little tweed suit, some pearls, some gloves, and a little and a little you know little handbag. There you have. Great if you could have somebody go as uh, Lord Ronald with. I had my Sir Ronald. I had my uh, I had my uh, my grandma's cat 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 eye glasses because my grandma always read her Harlequin romances. Who remembers Harlequin romances? Do they still? Does Harlequin still make their romance novels? Uh, I don't know, but there's a comic book character called Harley Quinn. My my uh, my grandma was a nurse, and so she always read Harlequin romances that had a nurse on the cover, being bent over getting the kiss. Anyway, um, we had a we had a discussion. I don't we don't mean to, I don't mean to shame anybody, but we're trying to find out. There's a certain individual here at the station who claims that he does not own a microwave. I, I had a hard time. You can believing. call in if he's listening. Well, yeah. And, and so we were all debating here. Is he like, you know, the last of a dying breed? I, first of all, I find it incredibly hard to believe that anybody doesn't, is without a microwave. It's not like they're, they're expensive. It's not like it's buying a Tesla. How do you not have a microwave? Who, who does not own a microwave? I mean, you don't cook in it, but it's very handy. There are those people that cook in it. 888. Uh, and unfortunately, know some. 888-344-1170. We want to hear from you if you don't have a microwave. I mean, like legit question. If you do not, who's living without a microwave? I mean, I don't, I use my microwave pretty much every day. Sometimes I heat Morning up. Coffee. I, 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 Gator, if, if I'm giving my boy Gator some food that's out of the fridge, I zap it for six, seven seconds. I want to, I want to warm it up a little bit for him. I, you know, because there's some food that's meant to be eaten at least at room temperature, not, not chilled. So I like to, I like to take the chill off from my boy Gator. Um, there's something, there's some foods and leftovers that are not reheatable, good reheated in any way, shape or form. And there's some that are just like soup. That's just perfect to be reheated in the microwave. And it uses less power for you green energy people than firing up the stove or the oven. So I just find it, you know, they, and, and this, this individual asked me, would you have a microwave? I'm like, I'm not an animal. Of course I have a microwave. I don't think we're going to get any calls. Because I think our little friend I here... I think 99.9% of the people listening have one. Yeah. As well as, as it should be. Um, okay. Um, crime wave across this country. We've got a major crime wave happening happening across this country. Uh, we talked last night about not just this uh, gal in Memphis who was kidnapped. Um, and one of the things I said last night was that I think that one of the reasons why this story... Women get kidnapped and uh murdered or attempt or murdered in the in, in the course of an attempt to kidnapping on a regular basis in the country it happened why did this story really shock people so much and let me tell you lefties it's not because she was white i think in part because it was the culmination of story after story day after day after day of just this never ending crime wave that we've got ha- happening across this country and it's just so out of control. The viral videos all day long, all over this country. It's like nobody is safe. So then I find out today in the heels of that. In fact, there was this Memphis reporter who was, you know, choking back tears because I guess in Memphis, they had, they've had almost 400 murders in the last year. I mean, and all across this country, murder rates are at the highest they've ever been, whether we're talking about Philadelphia, Chicago, Detroit. 
of course, primarily Democrat-run cities, right? I think Tucker Carlson said the other night that Memphis has had more murders than Austin, Texas has had, which is twice its size and population. And yet, and why do we have this crime wave across the country? Well, a variety of reasons. Um, but you can, you can, some of it cultural, some of it political. Um, you, but you can clearly point to across this country where you have had district attorneys and, and, uh, uh, as well as mayors across this country or like, and like out here in California where you had the governor, Gavin Newsom, decide that if you can go into a store and if it's, and if it's below a thousand dollars, you can steal it and you're not going to get prosecuted. So when you basically enact Paul, and then of course in New York City and beyond, where they enact a no bail policy, there was one. There was one African American kid who beat up, I think, three people on a subway station area, and he had been arrested and released fourteen times. That, in fact, he had been arrested and released that same day. What's the point of even arresting anybody if they're just going to be put back on the street? Well, it used to be too, Andrea, that, you know, some people would be maybe a little afraid, a little scared uh, at nighttime. But if, during the day, if you were in public, people generally felt safe. I don't think that's the case anymore. No, it's not. And in the case of this woman who was kidnapped and, and murdered, um, this was somebody who had an entire lifetime of aggravated assaults and, and kidnapping already on his record. And he had no business being out on the street. And if you're a Democrat... This is 100% on you, on every Democrat voter. This is not happening. This is, this is a direct result of what's happened across this country is a direct result of Democrat policies. And not only are they not correcting it, but they're doubling down on it. The state of Illinois is set to eliminate cash bail in the year 2023. And this is not just for jaywalkers. This is not just for low-level beefs. Like, you know, going into CVS and stealing something that costs five. Uh, everyone. Up to, it's everyone. And by the way, you, you should still have a cash bail situation. I don't care what, what crime you're arrested for. It's everyone. It is second degree murder, armed robbery, rape. If you, if you drive drunk and kill somebody, it, you dr- a drunk driving that causes fatality, and they're going to put that individual back out on the street. And this is all under the guise of equity. How is that equitable? Where's the equity in society that says that somebody gets to attempt to murder somebody or commit murder or rape or kidnapping and then just to get go right back out on the street and do it again? Oh, but they're going to be prosecuted, Andrea. Really? We had a judge up in L.A. who declared a mistrial with a guy who, with a history of armed robbery, Allegedly held up a McDonald's and the judge declared it a mistrial saying because the defendant was tired. This is intentional. Create anarchy in the streets. This is part of the cultural Marxist movement. And let me tell you, none of this would be happening right now. If that worthless, lying, swamp-dwelling clump of cat litter, Bill Barr, had done his job in the summer of 2020... The summer of love and use the Department of Justice and under the RICO statutes had investigated and found out who was funding, who was funding all the Black Lives Matter and the Antifa protest. Held some people accountable. 
Instead, they've done nothing. Instead, they did nothing. And when you and oh, well, here's what the Republicans did. Cornyn out of Texas and others, they declared a Juneteenth Day. That's what they did. And also remember that when that was going on and they were roaming around the streets and beating up business owners with two by fours and burning down cities, this in the summer of love, you weren't allowed to leave your house. Right. You couldn't run your business. While they ran across this country and while they were burning down churches, the D.C. mayor was painting BLM on the streets. Oh, there we go again with the yeah. two sets of laws. Exactly. And we're going to continue the discussion with that because I'm wondering, was was Steve Bannon? Was he was he allowed bail today? Because they did a perp walk on Steve Bannon. And if Bill Barr wants to be chiming in on indictments, he needs to get back to me when he's willing to come and say that Hillary Clinton needs to be indicted for her crimes that she's committed. We're going to continue our discussion on the two sets of laws in the United States. And I want to hear from anybody out there who does not own a microwave, because I can tell you, I, I, want, I own one. 888-344-1170. Be loud and proud if you have a microwave. <laughs> Andrea K, bringing the world a much needed reality check. You're listening to the Andrea K show on the Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K show. Uh, I was just scrolling Instagram and found this just really amazing account of a young woman who has called herself self-healing mama. And um, one of the things that struck me that made me love this account so much is um, a post like this. Your body does not belong to your school, your employer, your government. Spread the word. Teach your children about body autonomy. Um, She also has uh, posted, public health measures don't use shame-based tactics, use weaponized fear, silence dissenting voices, discourage questioning, discredit those who've been harmed, dehumanize outsiders, require zealous commitment to an infallible authority. Um, this is an amazing young woman. We we need more young women like this. She says, the story of who you are will send shivers down your granddaughter's spine. Remember that persecution is a rite of passage the next time you are left out or judged for going against the grain. You came here for such a time as this to shift the collective into a higher state of consciousness. Shoulders back and chin up. Your ancestors prayed for a warrior like you. Um, there are some young people out there some young women, some young men skins to get the battle that we're in in this country that understand that what was going on with COVID was about power. It was about seizing control over all of us. She's got a self-healing mama. She's got a lot of stuff there about children and babies. And um, she's also got one that asked for prayer for the women who, as she puts it, sacrifice their fertility, their ability to have children going forward under the pressure of feeling that in order to keep a job, they had to submit to an injection that they didn't want. And I do offer prayers. I offer prayers for everybody that, and I don't judge for anybody who did. We've got some some shocking information to share with you guys in our some next segment. Some people thought they didn't have a choice. That's right. And and when you're when you've got mounting bills and mouths to feed. Um, it can feel like you don't have a choice. It, it really can. So stay tuned because next segment, we actually have some shocking information to share with you guys about the shots. And, you know, we are going to continue to speak our truth here on the show. Uh, I, I, you know, I consider us both to be warrior skins when it comes to this topic. And uh, we we have been under There's pressure. There's lots that's been hidden from the American people. And it's sad. It should that's not right. be that way. That's right. 
Um, but I do want to continue for now on this topic about the two sets of laws because it's all tied together, right? Um, everything about uh, the it's if you understand that all abuse is about power, the cultural Marxists, the Democrats, the communists, all, you know, the all part of the same movement, they are abusive. It's all about abuse of power, right? To gain control over us. The COVID stuff was about abuse of power. Uh, uh, it, it, in order to force us into submission, if, and, and you were going to be punished, persecuted and punished if you didn't go along with it. Our core and another area in which, and that was playing out in our private sector, our churches, our, our, in our schools, uh, our businesses. The other aspect in which there's an abuse of power going on against us and persecuting people is in our justice system, our justice department. And we continue to see that played out at an increasing measure across this country. Um, we are now in a situation to where Literally, murderers are being treated better than Steve Bannon. Now, I don't know what Steve Bannon did in terms of any money involving any 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 wall. If he if he fraudulently raised money for a build the wall project, misappropriated funds, or did whatever, I, I I'm going to say the same thing about him as I said about Colonel Powell when Hillary Clinton was busted for violating the Espionage Act and committing 33,000 felonies for every email that she deleted that was government property under subpoena. Uh, uh, we were told, well, co- she said Colin Powell did it. And I said, well, lock him up too. I don't care. I don't. I don't advocate for party or Paul. I don't. I you know it's it's not. I, I don't advocate for the R. Right. I want the rule of law to be equally applied, and it's not. And not only is it not being equally applied, it is literally being used as a weapon with which to bludgeon people to persecute them strictly for their politics. We literally have people who have been put in jail and held without bail while murderers are being put out on the street, literally with no bail. We have Americans that have been held without held in jail in um, uh, solitary confinement. Some were denied medical treatment for cancer because they held a political opinion. That should not be happening in this country. Bill Barr had some comments to make, and today there's an, an update on the Mar-a-Lago situation. Uh, the Department of Justice has filed a notice of appeal on the special master uh, decision. The judge down in Florida did appoint a rule to appoint a special master. I don't believe the identity of the special master has been appointed yet. That person hasn't been identified, but the Department of Justice has filed a notice to appeal that decision, probably under the advice of Bill Barr, who I believe um, that he talked in this clip here about um, whether or not the government should appeal. Um, I'm not sure if he mentions this in this clip, but here is where he practically is licking his lips and salivating at the notion of Trump being indicted. Skins, I don't know if you've got clip one from last night. Appealed or overruled? Is the I hope it's make appealed. It. You, th- you, you believe it? Yeah. Do you have a view on how it ends? Yeah, I think, you know, as I've said all along, there are two questions. Will the government be able to make out a technical case? Will they have evidence by which that, w- that they could indict somebody on, including him? And I, that's the first question. And I think they're getting very close to that point, frankly. Uh, but I think at the end of the day, there's another question is, do you indict a former president? 
What will that do to the country? What kind of precedent will that set? Will the people really understand that this is not, you know, failing to return a library book, that this was serious? And so you have to worry about those things. And I hope that those kinds of factors will incline the administration not to indict him, because I don't want to see him indicted mm-hmm. as a former president. Uh, but I also think they'll be under a lot of pressure to indict him, because, you know, one question is, look, if anyone else would have gotten indicted, why not indict him? Um, do you hear that? I, I, do, do you hear? So basically, he's trying to act like he's a good guy. You know, I hope they don't indict him, but why wouldn't they indict him? This is a man who, uh, who he's following the same BS that he did under the elections, right? Remember, there was no evidence that any elections uh, fraud took place, right? Remember that in the fall of 2020? This man did not bother to look at one piece of evidence that was out there and continues to this day to maintain that there was no fraud that took place, even though just this week alone, we've seen whether it's the Gateway Pundit reports that came out and the video showing the fraud that took place and the mules that stuffed ballot boxes or whether or not it's the, uh, the Arizona audit results that came in this week. We know fraud, the fraud took place. He's playing the same game here. He's acting as though, you know, Trump should be indicted. Why wouldn't he be indicted when he has seen no evidence whatsoever? And it was under his watch that Hunter, that the, and not only under his watch, that the Hunter Biden laptop would show proof of crimes of Hunter Biden himself and evidence that he, that he and his father had used the office of the White House of the, of the United States in a corrupt graft scheme told U.S. attorney's offices to not continue to investigate. This man has absolutely no credibility. I want you to hear, I don't have a clip from it, but I'm going to read a quote from uh, Dershowitz uh, wrote a a piece. And Alan Dershowitz is somebody who should be listened to because this is somebody who didn't even vote for Trump, right? And even though he's a Harvard law professor, I'll, I'll, I'll forgive him for that. I can't stand Harvard. But here's what he had to say about the special master request. He said, um, oh, shoot, lost my quotes here. I'll have to paraphrase what Dershowitz said. Um, What he said was that he thought that it was a good thing for Trump that a special master had been appointed, that if a judge, if Hillary Clinton had undergone this kind of search and a Democrat judge had appointed a a special master, the left would have been applauding that basically he went on to say that all this anti-Trump stuff was really just, um, you know, just about the it, uh, just a continuation of the get Trump mentality. And it's not based on any law. He went on to say um, that the DOJ and the FBI have no ter- no case in terms of overturning that ruling. So and and he said this before they filed their notice to appeal. He said that um, if the decision holds, um, he said the DOJ could succeed in preserving President Joe Biden's October 21 decision to waive executive privilege regarding Trump or any other president past or present. And he said what that would have very far reaching concerns going forward. One of the reasons why, let me remind you that this judge declared this should be a special master is because they went in there with a Hoover vacuum cleaner and sucked up everything they could find without going in with a filter team to to sift out documents that would be considered uh, executive privilege or attorney-client privilege. And that should have taken place, and it didn't. Uh, one of the reasons why the Biden administration did that is because Joe Biden decided in October of 2021 that he was just going to deny Trump any continued executive privilege. 
We, uh, what Dershowitz is saying about that is uh, that's never been done before. And we can't, as a country going forward, the reason for executive privilege is because a president cannot govern if he can't have open and honest discussions with his staff and his his aides around him and his cabinet members, unless it's privileged, unless it's private and confidential. How is he going to be able to have a conversation if that can be... It's it's for the same reason why you you and your doctor have privilege, right? You're able to go you're able to go in and say whatever you have to say to your doctor knowing that it's private. Because if it wasn't guaranteed to you to be private, then you're 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 not going to go in and tell your doctor everything your doctor needs to know in order to be able to counsel you and advise you and give you medical advice. Same thing with your attorney. And executive privilege is along those same lines. It's basically, think of it as privacy. A president must be able to have open and, uh, and completely no holds barred, open kimono conversations with, the, with his cabinet and get their advice. Otherwise, how is he going to be able to lead? So, you know, um, so what if Trump gets it, it? Would the left like it if Trump get in office in 2024 and they just decided, you know what, he's going to he's going to pull back. Joe Biden's not going to have any executive privilege over anything he said or did during his presidency. The left would be going absolutely insane. This cannot hold. And obviously, Bill Barr is is what I described him to be and what I said he was uh, early on, which is the OG of the swamp. And he was there and he took the position as attorney general, clearly under the Trump administration to preserve the swamp, to preserve the institutions. And that's why he's acting the way he is today. And when you hear Hillary Clinton, I'm not going to play the clip because I'm past the point of time, but she was asked in an interview when she said she wasn't going to run for office. She said she, she wasn't going to run, but she would continue to fight uh, for a uh, democracy of which we're not a democracy and for its institutions. That's what the Uniparty is working so hard to preserve. Not our Constitution, not our individual rights, not our liberties, not our nation's sovereignty, not our economic footing, not our military prowess and our ability to stay secure as a nation, but just the institutions. And these are the same institutions that they're using against us, which is why these are the same institutions that need to be broken apart, most of them broken apart, and have the parts Either, you know, either just completely crush them. What do you do like in, in, in uh, when a uh, junkyard either either toss them into the junkyard and heap or if some of the parts need, can be used, then you then you, you know, you break them apart for the parts and sell off the parts. That's what needs to happen. We're going to take a break. We come back. We are going to share with you some shocking information related to the shots may not be shocking to those of you who've been paying attention, though. So stay tuned. You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is. Andrea Kay on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay show. Um, heard, a, heard a shocking re- report this morning, um, but it's getting less and less shocking. Every day it's uh, a, another um, untimely death, sudden death syndrome everywhere. Um uh, I don't know if Justin Bieber's uh, nerve damage situation had anything to do with him getting the shot. Um, seems seems like it was. Uh, his wife, 
uh, Haley Bieber. What are the odds, Skins, that Haley Bieber and Justin Bieber both get the shot and she has a stroke and he ends up with facial paralysis and now fighting fighting an illness so bad he's having to cancel his tour? Especially People in their 20s. as young as they are. In their 20s. Right? Odds are astronomical. Seriously. Right. We're supposed to believe that this is just con- this is just normal now for for twenty something year olds at, at this at this level. Um, the the number of celebrity kids. Lisa Rinna's daughter got the shot and ended up in and ended up in some kind of recovery clinic because they uh, she started having so many immune problems and so many immediate issues from it. They ended up diagnosing her with anxiety and put her on Xanax, and then she got addicted to the Xanax. I mean, it was a complete disaster. This girl was seventeen, eighteen years old, perfectly healthy. She's like, oh, well, we found out all these immune issues that w- that we had. No, how about maybe the shot caused all these that you were fine? Fine before. Yeah. Now we got reports that this long COVID they're talking about might just be the shots. Right? So then I hear this story today, uh, this morning. I hear a story of a 16-year-old, the night before uh, athlete, Football player, night before, uh, just days before uh, the season kickoff, a a young man named Caden Clymer, a junior lineman, um, starting to not feel so good, like a few days. Uh, According to Caden's mom, Maureen Clymer, she says it started on August 1. His dad took him to the emergency room after he was having severe pain in his back and and legs. Um, Teammate. Uh, Tyson Rodriguez added, I was a bit confused because I really didn't know what was happening. He just told me that he wasn't feeling good. So the night before the, uh, they took the field for their first um, field uh, fall team practice, uh, the 16-year-old had to be taken to Toledo Children's Hospital. His calves were swelled up four inches larger in circumference than uh, than normal. Um, he had back pain, pain in his legs, um, they ended up removing six feet of blood clots in his legs, six feet of blood clots in his legs. He said, I was really sad. I was crying upset because I've played football my whole life and I just wanted to play with my friends. After six feet of blood clots were removed and because of the blood thinners that he now has to take, his football career is over. He had to spend nine days in the hospital and now, as of right now, he's barely able to walk. He says, I'm very strong and well-minded because it took a lot of effort to be able to stay in the hospital for nine days straight, eat the hospital food, and go through all those procedures. It really stunk. Um, they diagnosed him with a condition called IVC atresia, um, but are still going uh, uh, undergoing tests to determine the cause. Uh-huh. Yeah. When is enough enough? Yeah. At least he's got his life. For oh, now. thank God. For now. Because you, you know. Oh, how many but, doctors have you talked to, I've talked to, we've heard where they say some of the severe effects of this aren't going to be seen until a couple of years down the road? Well, if you have, if you have a blood clot condition, that, that blood clot condition doesn't go away. That's why he's on blood thinners. And probably will be his whole life. Well, he will. Yeah. He will be. I have family members with blood clots and strokes. It's why I will not get these shots. I will not get these shots. 
no matter how much pressure is going to come across. I will not even get these shots. Even if they shots. were what they said they are, and they're not, but even if they were, Andrea, everybody is so different, and it should be on a case-by-case, individual basis, which is why you don't mandate anything. Right. Exactly. It's why you should also have informed consent. There. Ha- why is it that that when they run all these ads for these shots, there's not one piece of information about potential side effects? Not one. Yet every other drug... That's advertised. Long list. Long list, because that's the law. They're not supposed to advertise drugs without informing you of the potential the potential side effects. So why is that not happening with the shots? Because if they if they did that, same thing for the shots they do for, you know, the psoriasis medications. Those are the ones I see so much of, the psoriasis medications. Uh, then who nobody would get it. No, they gotta lie to you and tell you that it's safe and effective. Hey, don't forget, Andrea, we have two arms, one for the flu shot and the shot, not the vaccine, and uh, one for COVID. <laughs> that was the CDC coordinator, right? Do you have that clip? I do. <laughs> Y'all listen to this. The good news is you can get both your flu shot and COVID shot at the same time. It's actually a good idea. I really believe this is why God gave us two arms, one for the flu shot and the other one for the COVID shot. <laughs> you can't make this stuff up. Oh, the Lord is up there on his throne and he's thinking, I need to create man and woman. How it, 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 oh my goodness. Let's see. How do I create man and woman? I know I'm going to put an arm on each of them so that they can get a shot from the CDC. One for COVID and one for the flu. Say what? That's, that's the level of stupid they think we are. To invoke the name of the Lord? Oh, gosh, that angers me. Well, it's it's incredibly blasphemous. It's it's obsequious. It's insulting to anybody's intelligence. Uh, the left loves to trot God out when they think that they can manipulate those of us that, who who believe in God. Oh, that see, they, they talked about faith. Right. Oh, yeah. They and, and they hate us Christians, by the way. These are the same people that absolutely hate us, right? We cling to God and our guns, right? They absolutely despise us. But then when they think that trotting out the G word is going to get to get us to do something that they want to do, man, they're all in. It's like Nancy Pelosi. You know, she loves to try to it never goes well for her. <laughs> hey, Nancy, name the birth. I can't. Yeah. But that but the new thing. But the reason why that's important, though, is that is the new push. We didn't hear anything about the flu for two years. Nothing. Now, all of a sudden, they've decided that. They want to make you get, how are they going to get you to get this shot? They can't call it a vaccine anymore because they had to change the definition of a vaccine when it was proven that it wasn't a vaccine. When initially they told you that you were going to get the shot and that would all you would need and not, then you wouldn't get it and you wouldn't give it. Then they had to go to shot number two, then the boosters, and then they had to change the definition of a booster of vaccine vaccinations. Well, notice now they call it the flu vaccine. Right. Oh, that's right. So they've got to play word games. Uh, they know, they know that they've got an America that's been pretty, pretty, um, solidly getting that flu shot every year, but it was never called a vaccine. No, called a shot. It was called a flu shot because a vaccine is supposed to stop you from having. You get it once. You, you and get, right. You're good. And the reason why the, the uh, flu was not a vaccine, it was a shot is because they were basically 
taking a shot in the dark on last year's strains to try to predict what might be this year and kind of hope that it was going to work and it might give you at least some protection. I never bother to get it because I don't, I, you know, I don't get the flu. And but but I know people who've gotten the flu after they got the flu shot. So there you have it. But they're banking on the fact now suddenly reviving the flu, thinking that that's going to be how they're going to get people to get the shot. Do we have Walensky talking about getting your shot at the at the same time? Clip six. You mean to send that message with us? In addition to COVID, I want to ask you about the flu, because the flu season this year is projected to be brutal. And the American Academy of Pediatrics urged parents just yesterday that kids may need more than one flu shot. I wonder if you agree with that assessment. What is your advice to parents of kids who are nine and younger? Um, so certainly there's no way to know how bad a flu season's going to be, um, but we are um, hearing potential for it to be a severe season and we would encourage vaccines. So if you're over the age of 65, you want to go ahead and get your high dose vaccine. We have flu vaccines for those over the age of six months old. We are encouraging people to go ahead and get their flu vaccine. And importantly, what I will say is that you can get your flu vaccine and your COVID uh, vaccine at the same time. We have nearly yes. half Stop it there. Yeah, uh, I- exactly. Suddenly it's a it's a flu vaccine. Never called it that before. Yeah. Word games and absolute lies. Look, uh, you longtime Andrea K. Show listeners know that I've been to I, I used to do flu segments every year because I was concerned uh, that people were not uh, taking measures. And to me, taking measures on the flu and being aware of it because the flu actually does kill ch- kill children and we had problems with the flu every year but what i would tell people is going into flu season is take care of yourself get rest drink lots of liquids and fluids if you're feeling symptoms stay at home don't infect other people wash your hands right um not any of this lockdown business um but expect more pressure going forward they're now trying to just work it into your life and have you uh have it just be just something uh, that is like part of normal american life going forward like the flu shot is for many all right final segment we're going to take a break final segment of tonight's andrea k show you're listening to the andrea k show on the answer san diego Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Just heard from a listener. Nice thing I remember about the Queen. The day after 9-11 attacks, she broke a 600-year-old tradition and ordered the playing of the Star-Spangled Banner at Buckingham Palace. That's a nice reason to like her. I agree. I didn't even remember that. That's right. Class act uh, that Queen Elizabeth. Okay, going to go to the phones. We've got a caller from Carlsbad, I believe it is. Uh, who wants to weigh in on the shots. Hey, welcome to the Andrea K. Show. Well, thank you very much. I've been enjoying your your after-dinner stories. Well, thank you. jabs. What's on and your mind? Especially the weird stuff that happens. There is something called uh, kind of a, uh, a covenomseries.com, and it talks about a guy that does studies of blood and various people, and this guy's done it all his life, and he is absolutely bizarre. It's beyond himself with how this stuff behaves. The venom, I mean, the vaccine right in the bottle. Huh. I'm and not sure I understand. Delicious. So there's venom in the yeah. bottle? 
the vaccine bottle. He tells you about what it looks like to him. He's a blood guy from uh, from uh, Sweden, okay. and uh, he studies blood and serums and all that stuff. And then another is uh, Dr. Brian Ardis. Oh, yeah. And they're really kind of good. Yeah, I'm glad you reminded me of Dr. Artis because I'd gone back and forth with his team about getting him on the show and the schedule didn't work out and then I kind of forgotten about him. So I'm going to reach out to Dr. Artis and get him on the show. Yes, and then the CoVenomSeries.com. Anybody can look that up by themselves too. It's also those spin off into other things like WatchTheWater.com, uh, which is a documentary. Okay, that sounds like it may be something George Norrie might be talking about on the overnights. Well, I don't know about that. You okay. might want to just uh, you might want to just look at it a little bit and see what it is. Everybody, okay. you know, I've got to look at it three or four times because it gets technical. Well, thank you so much for calling in. I appreciate that, and particularly on the reminder. I'm going to go check out this CoVenomSeries.com, and I'm going to reach back out to Dr. Artis's people and get him scheduled on the show. Thank you for calling. You're welcome. All right. Um, By the way, San Diego, um, this is actually more than just a little rain event that's coming in. There was actually a Hurricane K off the coast of Baja. Thank you for kind of naming it after me, except I spell mine K with an E. I mean, they spelled it wrong. Well, they spelled it wrong. However, Um, I guess it's now a tropical cyclone. Um, this actually is looking like this could be quite serious for us in San Diego County this weekend. We're looking at two to four inches. It's looking like possibly two to four inches of rain, as well as upwards of like 100 mile an hour winds. So um, hopefully everybody is is staying safe. And and if you're in an area, two to four inches could be some flooding, depending on what area. Uh, What areas usually flood in San Diego? Mission Valley. Valley. And again, if you're listening, don't think you can go across a place where there's more water than than there normally is. There's some that always get stuck when we have heavy rain. Well, we also have in some areas we might have some landslides. People people live on the hills. Sometimes if we get a lot of downpour. Um, it can turn into mud and then it can start sliding down. Be careful out there. Yeah. So, you know, you might want to take a look at if, if you live hillside, take a look, look at your hill, take a look at your area, whether or not it's going to be in not every area of San Diego County is going to have this kind of of this kind of uh, rain. You had a clip that you found on Queen Elizabeth that you thought might be good for the listeners. You're going to love this. OK, let's play it. Your Congress and our Parliament are the twin pillars of our civilizations and the chief among the many treasures that we have inherited from our predecessors. We, like you, are staunch believers in the freedom of the individual and the rule of a fair and just law. These principles are shared with our European partners and with the wider Atlantic community. They are the bedrock of the Western world. There it is. Wow. She's like she's like our sister, man. She's like a You know what? She's ultra maga. And that's why she liked Trump and Reagan. That's right. Because you know what? Maybe they should put maga on her tombstone. Right? I'm actually going to, you know, I don't usually watch these types of ceremonies. I might actually tune I in. I think I'm going to. I might tune in to see. Uh you know, I'm 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 glad I took the time today to to um 
revisit her as a leader and head Great of state. The, absolutely a role model for a generation. Rest in peace, Queen Elizabeth. Prayers for the family. And we will see you all tomorrow night, Friday Fun Day. Peace out. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.